0: Hi, welcome to Teach Me Biology, our revision podcast for A-level biology students. I'm Rhea Corbett. And I'm Sarah Matthews.
1: Hi, I'm Ria Corbett. I'm a former science teacher with biology specialism, and on Teach Me Biology, I am teaching my co-host and little sister,
0: Sarah Matthews,
1: biology a level topic by topic to hopefully provide you, our lovely listeners, with an audio revision resource.
0: Yes, we hope that you incorporate us into your revision and as a part of your learning journey. Dip in and out, listen to the episodes on your weaker topics, or use us as your audio biology bible. Whatever you need us for, we're
1: here. Okay, so episode 84, epistasis, which is kind of the last episode that we're going to do on genetic crosses and inheritance. So this is the last example of a thing that you would have to do a genetic cross for. So we're going to have the use of fully labelled genetic diagrams to interpret or predict the results of epistasis. I've kind of left it as part of an episode by itself. It will be a short episode, but only because it's one thing that we're discussing. But it was too long to include in other episodes if that makes sense. Epistasis is when an allele from one gene affects or masks the expression of another in a phenotype. So it might be that you have an allele that produces a particular protein, that protein then affects the production of the next thing or stops or inhibits the next gene. Does that make sense? So it might be that this protein stops that gene and this thing doesn't happen it might be that the protein allows that thing to happen and then you get the next step and so on. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. Yeah? The example that we're going to look at on the resource is coat colour in mice. So we've got the resource on teachmescience.co.uk. Just look up episode 84, epistasis, and there should be like a diagram that includes information about inheritance of coat colour in mice. Okay. This is actually like more complicated than it really needs to be. I think in a lot of ways because and this is probably the most difficult of the crosses that you can do, and actually, I was really in planning this episode very confused because a lot of the diagrams that I'd find online were wrong, which made me think I was wrong, and I had to keep going back to the drawing board every time to learn it again, and then I'd realize actually that was wrong, and what I've got is right, so it was it was a really tough thing to to do, so as you so can
0: a lot of people might know it wrong.
1: A lot of people might have learned it wrong, yeah. You've got three different coat colours, as in like the colour of the fur on the mice.
0: Brown, like a, black, white.
1: Brown, black, white. But, so you've got the dominant is what brown. we call, it's called a gouty. And it, it appears brown, but it's because the hair has black bands on it. So the fur has these black bands, and I will refer to black bands quite a bit. But it's that like the coat colour is called agouti. You've got the uniform black, which is where the whole hair is black. That's recessive. So agouti is dominant. So that would be a capital A. OK, recessive is uniform black, and that is small a. And then there's also the possibility of the mice being white, which means the coat colour pigment has not been allowed to be produced. So they might... It's been blocked by epistasis, by a different gene. You can also see on the genotypes for the parents this letter C. And that is for gene C, which controls the colour of the coat by determining the expression of gene A. So it allows gene A to be expressed or it doesn't. Okay? it doesn't matter if they've got capital A or little a or whatever, because if gene C is being expressed in a particular way, that pigment won't be made anyway. So the dominant allele is capital C, which means that you are producing the pigment. The pigment is called melanin. So anything to do with anything to do with colour is melanin. So whether that be skin colour, whether that be fur colour, it's always a pigment called melanin. So capital C is dominant and that is for melanin production. So one big C and you're producing the pigment. Little c is no pigment, recessive, and would produce white hairs, so an albino mice. This is where you then look at the crosses and you think. Okay, so you've got a dihybrid cross, but you've also got epistasis as well because gene C is having an effect on gene A, like you said earlier. So a gouty grey brown coat, but it's like the, because it's appearing as black bands on the on the things, black uniform black, and then white means no pigment is being produced. In order to get a white mice, what must appear in the genotype?
0: Little C's.
1: Two little C's. So recessive condition, two little C's, no melanin production. If two little C's are in the genotype, it doesn't matter about the A genes. You can completely ignore them and just say they're white. So the parents are both heterozygous for these conditions. So they've both got one big A, one little A, one big C, one little C. And because of that, because it's dihybrid, we've got four possible gametes for each parent. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're going to have big A, all the capitals together, all the smalls together. And then you're going to have one big, one little. Okay, so one big A, one big C and so on. When you look at all the possible offspring crosses here, you can see how many brown ones there are, how many black ones there are, how many white ones there are. Again, I saw so many where they were wrong. So like the black ones would be white in the diagram and it's like, actually, that's not possible. There's two little Cs, they're white. So all of the brown ones and the black ones have to have at least one big C. If they have at least one big C, then you look at the A's. If it's capital A, at all then we know they're going to be brown if they've got two little a's we know it's going to be black anything at all that contains two little c's is going to be white because gene c has blocked the production of melanin if you've inherited two yeah. two recessive alleles okay so again it's not going to necessarily be the expected phenotypic ratio of a dihybrid cross the nine to three to three to one because the second gene is affecting the first gene yeah so not easy not an easy thing to do once you talk through it and you understand it, it's, it's good. The exam question is slightly different. And we can talk about the exam question now anyway, because it's that time. <laughs> okay? Because we've talked through what epistasis is. Epistasis. So the resource on teachmescience.uk also has some information about a. Um, it's an epistasis question. The inheritance of fruit colour in summer squash plants is controlled
0: by two genes. A. And B, each gene has two alleles. Figure 7 shows the interaction of these two genes in controlling fruit colour in summer squash plants.
1: Okay. This is like a pretty typical epistasis diagram, okay? They sometimes are presented as these flowcharts, okay? So you've got a white flower, or is it white? Is it a flower, or is it just fruit? Oh, it's fruit. So you've got white fruit, okay? If you inherit... One dominant A allele, it completely inhibits the chance for that plant to go green. So it will not be able to turn green, it will stay white. If you inherit two recessive A's, then that will produce enzyme 1, which turns the fruit green. From then on, you've got gene B controlling the next stage. If you inherit two recessive B's, there is no functional enzyme, so the fruit will stay green, will not turn yellow. If you produce enzyme two, which is one capital B, it will go yellow. Okay, so you've got to think about it's not a very clear diagram. But once you use it, so if you were presented with a genotype and you use the flow chart to help you, it would make sense. Mm -hmm. Hopefully. So question one, using that information to start with, is quite simply just a one marker. Name the type of gene interaction shown here.
0: Is that melanin?
1: (laughs) no gene interaction title of the episode is oh um, epistasis epistasis so this is a genes being affected by the presence of other genes so a phenotype being affected by two genes one affecting the other or stopping the other or whatever okay question two what fruit colour would you expect the following genotypes to have two capital A's two small B's it's going to be green no so two capital A's
0: yeah what was the question? What colour is it?
1: Yeah. It's going to be green. Two capital A's. So look at the capital A. Oh,
0: sorry. I was... <laughs> it was the two A's. Yeah. I'm looking at two, two A's and one A capital A. Okay. Okay. So it's going to be
1: white. Yes. Well done. So it stays white because you've got two, two capital, capital A's.
0: Inhib- inhibited.
1: It's inhibited it turning green, two small b's, no functional enzyme to turn yellow. So it stays white. What about? two small a's two capital b's it's gonna be yellow it's gonna be yellow yeah well done again you've got enzyme one and enzyme two both being produced which means you go through the whole flow chart and it turns yellow well done right Then question three is the cross interesting cross because of what we've got here so it says well do you want to read it
0: Genes A and B are not linked. Complete the genetic diagram to show all the possible genotypes and the ratio of phenotypes expected in the offspring of this cross. Okay.
1: You've got one that's big, two little A's, two little B's. Okay, so you've got two little A's, two little B's. There's only one possible gamete here, isn't there? So if you take one of the A's and one of the B's and put it into a gamete... A, B. You're only going to have small A, small B. Okay, so that first parent only has one possible gamete genotype, there's going to be one line of this. Okay? There isn't like four lines across or two lines across, just one. Mm -hmm. Small A, small B. Okay? But the other parent is heterozygous for both. So we're going to have all the combinations of that because they're not linked. We're going to have all the combinations. Okay. All right? So you're going to have two big A's, so two capitals, two smalls, and then one of each. So big A, big B, big A, little B. Little A, big B, little A, little B. You're going to have all the combinations there. And then when we look at the crosses, the first one is going to be big A, little A, big B, little B. What would the phenotype be of that and why would it be that? So big A... Is it so connected to this? Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah. So big A, just the presence of one big A means... It's dominant. It's not going to turn green. But it does produce... A big B. A big B. So what, does it go straight to yellow? Or no. does it not just stay as white? It's white. It will stay as white. Okay. Okay.
0: So because it's inhibited straight away, it can never ever turn yellow. Yeah. Because it can't turn green. Yeah. Okay. So
1: you've blocked the pathway just by inhibiting. So it just stays white forever. The first section, yeah. Okay. So it'll just stay white because you've immediately blocked that pathway. Uh-huh. Okay. Next one. Big A, little A. It's got a. a big A, so it stays white. Yeah. <laughs> Good. So it's got a big A, it stays white, it's got two little Bs, no functional enzyme anyway, mm-hmm. so it would just not... Little A, little A, big B, little B.
0: So it is going to be yellow because it's got two As, two little As and it's got a big B in there which is yep. going to be the dominant anyway, so, so it goes yellow.
1: Yep, so both enzymes are produced, so we we follow the whole pathway. Mm-hmm. And then little A, little A, big B, little B. Green. Green. Because it's
0: got two little A's so it's gonna to turn to green, but yeah. it hasn't got a capital B, so it can't turn yellow.
1: Yeah. Well done. That and then so you've got two to one to one for your for your ratio, because you're gonna have two possible outcomes being white, one being yellow, one being green. Is that difficult? No. No? Good. That's all right. If you follow all the information they give you and you keep in mind which gene is affecting it, yeah. it, it usually is fairly straightforward. Right, let me do the roundup.
0: Round
1: up. In some cases, one gene can affect the expression of another gene found on a different chromosome. This is called epistasis. If epistasis is present, it needs to be taken into account when determining the phenotypes of the individuals. The whole combination of alleles from the different genes dictates the phenotype. That's it. Okay. Because it's so small a thing. Any takeaways?
0: Yeah, ep- 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 epistasis is when genes are blocked so they don't work.
1: They might not be blocked. They might also... It might also give
0: you extra powers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so you could be a Spider-Man or something. <laughs> um, I don't really know what else to say. Um, If it's got a dominant, then...
1: Yeah, so <laughs> like in some cases, some genes can completely block... Yeah. In some cases, they can encourage...
0: Yeah, that's about it. I don't really know what else to say.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
0: That's fair enough. Yeah. The wider reading is big biology.
1: It is. Again, did we already say this?
0: Mm, we didn't say it in this episode. We didn't talk about big biology in this episode.
1: We haven't done an ad for it, but we are still going to say it. it is that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. And then well, I'm sure next time we'll have a new one. Yeah. Know. Yeah. If you want to contact us, you can go to our website, that's teachmescience.co.uk. On there, you can find um, all of our resources and any of our wider reading we've had in the past or any information about us, really. You can drop us an email at teachmebiologycast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at, at teachmebiocast and on Instagram at, at teachmebiologycast. You can also, if you wish to, you can buy us a tea at buymeacoffee.com slash teachmebiology and that is greatly appreciated.
1: Thank you very much. Yes. Is that the bell? Yeah, that was the bell. Okay. It's still Halloween tomorrow, (laughs) even though it was two weeks ago. It's still Halloween tomorrow. tomorrow. It's still Halloween tomorrow for us. Yeah. Although, I
0: don't know, Halloween's like...
1: The odder you are. I wish it was, was
0: like, bigger here than it is, like, you know? Yeah. Although, when you watch, like... I don't know if I've talked about this before, probably. When you watch American films that are about Halloween and, like... You know the the streets are littered with people dressed yeah, up, and it's yeah. all autumny, and it's like leaves yeah. everywhere, and everything looks. Everyone's houses are decorated immaculately, and I think is that reality? Like genuinely, if you walk down a street in some American town, is that how it would look? Let us know. Yes, please let us know. No,
1: because it's not celebrated here as much. There's one house round the corner that's got like a couple of graves in the garden, a <laughs> yeah. skeleton on the tree. They always go all out, but. I think especially since Covid as well there's like less and less of it.
0: Yeah I think the last couple of years we haven't even had anyone knock on our door.
1: I did used to do trick-or-treaters. I used to have my pumpkin on show and then I'd get like kids knocking and stuff mm. but then I had that big group of boys that scared me that year and then I don't do it anymore. That right. was that was quite Is scary. House? It, my old house yeah.
0: Yeah we haven't got a pumpkin this year. Do
1: you think you'll no, it's too late now. I suppose bit, you're bit not gonna buy late, them. Yeah. No, you can't buy them now. Although
0: I did buy like a pumpkin cutting kit, like when? an actual kit. When did you buy that? A couple of weeks ago, and then and you then didn't obviously, get. Obviously, like my life just went to hell. And yeah. I wasn't thinking about <laughs> Halloween anymore. <laughs> I'm thinking about going out to buy a pumpkin anymore. Oh, Sarah. Yeah. Things <laughs> <laughs> so, things can only get better.
1: Things as, can, as Dereem says. As Dereem said, yeah. It will get better. Yeah. Because you're amazing.
0: <laughs> um my anyway, name's Sarah Halloween. Matthews.
1: And I'm Rhea Corbett.
0: This has been Teach Me Biology and we'll see you next time. Bye. Be Halloween.
1: Oh no, it's not Halloween. <laughs> <laughs>